the Girl Crush Podcast. Some theme music. She has so many funny lines right up Reese's alley. I love her even more. It's underrated. I had no idea. Fell in love with her performances in the 90s. Supreme. Clearly, she has guts. Whiskey teacups, also known as Sass. Full two cups of whiskey. It's also known as like a classic. Forgot how much I love this movie. I completely agree. This is exactly what we had in mind. So on point. So on point. Hello, and welcome to the Girl Crush Podcast. I'm Anne. And I'm Allie. We have a girl crush on Reese Witherspoon, so this season we're watching all of her movies and ranking them. If you want to give us your own thoughts, be sure to connect with us on Instagram at girlcrush underscore pod, and as always, be sure to rate and review. On today's episode, we'll be talking about Cruel Intentions, which was released in 1999, and you can watch it for free through IMDb TV. I think actually we found it on Amazon Prime, like through IMDb TV, Mm -hmm. but nice for a free watch. And in this movie, Reese plays a character named Annette. And a brief plot summary before we get into it. Wicked, rich, Upper East Sider step-siblings Catherine and Sebastian wager a bet on the new headmaster's daughter with unexpected consequences. Hmm. So, if you haven't seen this movie, now's the time to pause and go watch it, which I do recommend. What do you think? Oh, yeah. Totally recommend you watch this one. Yes. So, pause and go watch it because from here on out, there will be spoilers. Today's episode is brought to you by Bright Endeavors. We are super excited to partner with this organization all throughout Women's History Month. At Bright Endeavors, young moms age 18 to 24 in Chicagoland join as production assistants who power the business and build the foundation for their own career. This fully paid transitional job training program blends classroom education and on-the-job training to create a positive environment of learning and employment practice for young moms. They hand pour amazing soy candles and 100% of their proceeds support their programming. Shop for candles and read diffusers at brightendeavors.org and be sure to use code GIRLCRUSH15 for 15% off your order through May 15th. So I'm going to bring you back to 1999 and take you through this plot. Oh, we're in the time machine. Back we go. I got my spaghetti straps on. (laughs) Yes. Got my butterfly clips. We are ready. (laughs) We're there. (laughs) So we gave the plot of Cruel Intentions a 7.5 out of 10. Pretty strong, solid movie. Mm -hmm. So we meet Sebastian, who's like typical rich boy, very full of himself, gets a lot of girls, you know, kind of like popular kid, exactly what you're thinking of as far as the stereotype goes. He's played by Ryan Phillippe, who's Reese's ex. (laughs) Immediately, that intrigues us, of course. Oh, of course. And I had not seen this movie yet. Had you? No, I hadn't. And I kind of felt bad that I hadn't seen it because right. people like still reference this movie today. I think recently in conversation, not brought up by myself, someone mentioned Cruel Intentions. And I was like, I get the reference now. Yes. Amazing. It's like a classic that I hadn't seen either. I was so excited to watch this one. So Sebastian's stepsister, Catherine, who's played by Sarah Michelle Geller from Buffy the Vampire Slayer, is very successful at prep school. And she's kind of taken this girl named Cecile under her wing to help with prep school. Cecile, by the way, is played by Selma Blair, who is also in Legally Blonde. So like lots of connections here. Feels very 90s, early 2000s with a cast. Yes, this is like dream team cast assembling. Yes, totally. But we find out that Catherine's ex-boyfriend, Court, left her for Cecile. And Cecile doesn't know that they used to date. Mm -hmm. So Catherine proposes a wager to her stepbrother, Sebastian. She wants him to seduce Cecile in order to get revenge on Court. But he's really more interested in his own challenge, which is to seduce a girl named Annette, who's Reese, who wrote an article in Seventeen magazine about how she's waiting to have sex until marriage. So they eventually agree on a wager that if Sebastian fails to seduce Annette, Catherine gets Sebastian's expensive vintage car. 
But if he succeeds, then Catherine will have sex with him. And Real questionable sexual tension here between these They step- are step-siblings. <laughs> yes. Granted, they are not blood-related. We don't get some background on how long they've been step-siblings. Yeah, we feel like it hasn't been a long time. Like, not since they were children. Right. Because otherwise, hopefully, there wouldn't be that sexual tension. Uh-huh. Hopefully. But one would hope. still very uncomfortable for me. I'm just... I'm not into it. <laughs> Ellie is sweating at this point. I am movie. sweating. We literally wrote that in the notes. I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> I'm uncomfortable. It will, get, it will get worse. It will. It's true. <laughs> but wait, there's more. <laughs> so we see Catherine with Cecile at her cello lesson, and Cecile is kind of obsessed with her older tutor, Ronald. You know, not Court. And Catherine offers to teach Cecile how to kiss. So they just are like sitting in Central Park making out. <laughs> And Catherine calls out Cecile's obvious crush on her tutor and learns that he writes her letters. So Catherine is like, you need to make copies of these and give them to me so I can read them and help you. And Cecile, sweet, naive girl that she is, just like takes her up on it, calls Catherine her best friend, and is like, can we have a sleepover? Uh, and Catherine is a mean girl. Mean girl, So Catherine. mean. And Cecile is just so unassuming. <laughs> oh, poor thing. Sweet baby. What were your favorite sleepover activities? Great question. Loved sleepovers. I mean, doesn't every kid. We played a game called Piggly Wiggly, which I now have no idea if it was something we made up or or like a common game. But someone had to leave the room and everybody else would choose like a sleeping bag to hide under. And then when they came back, I'm pretty sure this is it. They would like tap on you and say Piggly Wiggly and you had to make some sort of animal noise and they had to guess who it was. I think you made that up. (laughs) Probably. (laughs) What about you? You know, playing American Girl dolls. Always. Watching The Princess Diaries. Mm, Classic. You know, we've talked about it before, taking a walk around the neighborhood. Oh. And, you know, sneaking upstairs for some snacks. Absolutely. We also did used to, like, chalk people's driveways instead of TPing a house or something like that. We would, like, chalk their driveways. That's so considerate of you. It was very G-rated fun that gave us a rush, you know? <laughs> did, did you ever TP a house? I cannot fully remember. I'm not sure. Did you? I feel like maybe I would have remembered. I did once that I remember. Yes. I know my house has been TP'd, but I can't remember if I TP'd anyone. I mean, these days, toilet paper is such a precious commodity. I'd be (laughs) outraged at the waste of it all. Yeah, totally. Totally. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. So Annette's family is staying at Sebastian's rich Aunt Helen's house until they get settled because they just moved here to New York. And Sebastian goes there to meet Annette for the first time. And he immediately questions her about her article, like kind of talking down to her about it. Which surprises her because most people, you know, praise her for it. Mm -hmm. And they kind of quip back and forth. And Annette's heard about him and his reputation. And someone literally wrote her a letter warning her about him, which she mentions to him. Yeah. But he's like kind of brushes it off and he invites her to go for a swim. And she comes to the pool in her robe and he's butt naked. (laughs) And she's like shocked and embarrassed. She's, you know, pretty straight laced, like is not used to this. And he's like, "Uh, can you turn around so I can put my swim trunks on? And she's just like, oh, my God. (laughs) And she starts quoting the letter about him. So there's some confusion about who wrote the letter. Sebastian has some guesses, but eventually he discovers that it was Cecile's mom 
Now, Sebastian wants revenge. So he and Catherine hatch a plan to wreck the relationship between Cecile and her music tutor, Ronald, so that Sebastian can step in, you know, mother's worst nightmare. Right. And Catherine tells Cecile's mom about Cecile and Ronald. And Ronald is, you know, older, so Cecile's mom kicks him out. And as he's leaving, Catherine and Sebastian give him a fake love note from Cecile. She really did have a crush on him, but this letter Catherine wrote. And they tell him to write her another letter and they'll deliver it, claiming they just want to make Cecile happy. But clearly they're meddling here. They then get Cecile drunk without her realizing it, have her hang out with Sebastian. And she, you know, poor naive girl is like pressured into posing for these photos for Sebastian. He tries to get her to pose naked, but she says no. And then he eventually basically like pressures her, basically assaulting her, pressuring her into hooking up. Mm -hmm. The next day, Sebastian calls Annette and says that he wants to take her out. But Sebastian's aunt asks him and Annette to fill in as volunteers at a retirement home. So they do that instead. And Sebastian's kind of like bummed about it. So Annette tries to get him to lighten up by making funny faces at him. And this scene is super cute in the car ride. Like they're actually connecting. She's making him laugh. She's making these funny faces at him. It's like a common meme with Reese like sticking her tongue out at him. It's super cute. Yes, I love this scene. It does just feel like a genuine moment in the movie. Right, right. Like, they're actually connecting here. They are having fun together, and they seem like friends. And there's a little bit of, like, flirting between them, but they they have, like, this base of friendship. Mm-hmm. Cecile tells Catherine about the night before with Sebastian, and she's like, he took advantage of me. But then after she describes what happened, Catherine, slimy girl, is like, you're just becoming a woman, and advises her to use Sebastian as her mentor so she can learn how to make Ronald happy. Basically, like, encouraging her to be promiscuous and, like, experiment. Ugh, so manipulative. She's so manipulative. Ugh, it's so uncomfortable, too. Like, this poor girl. So Cecile spends time with Sebastian, but she, like, annoys him. And she also accuses him of being in love with Annette. It's pretty obvious. And he legitimately, though, seems into Annette, like, saying she's under his skin, she's made him laugh, like, she's different from other girls. The sort of that kind of typical, you know, crush. Right. He's falling in love with the woman he wanted to use. Yes, exactly. So Sebastian boldly greets Annette and kisses her. And she kisses him back for a bit. Like, this is the first time they're kissing. But she then stops it. And he's kind of upset. He's like, do you really feel nothing for me? But she admits that she likes him. And he asks why they can't just be together. She says it's because she doesn't trust herself with him. You know, she's made this vow to herself. And she doesn't want to be tempted. Also, at this moment, he's, like, talking to her at his Aunt Helen's house. And she's reading underneath this tree. And, like, Mm. she's got these two braids and this, like, lilac sweater waiting under a tree. She has a zigzag part. Oh, so 90s. It's, I mean, honestly, stunning. If I wanted to feel, like, a little bit sassy in, like, junior high, I would, you know, wear a zigzag part. Do you remember, did you have one of those things that was, like, the comb that you put in your part and then you pulled it? And it would, like, part your hair in different ways? Yes. So cool. I forgot about that. Oh, yes. I love her hair in this scene. Cute. Oh, yeah. So 90 is super cute. So Sebastian's kind of upset. He comes to say goodbye to her and says, like, she's playing games with him. And he says that she's a hypocrite for turning her back on love because the reason that she wanted to wait is because she thinks that you should be in love and she doesn't believe that people their age were mature enough to feel love. So he says she's just turning her back to that. He tells her to have a nice life, which feels like so, you know, high school 90s. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And she's like, wait. And she locks the door. They make out. 
get on the bed. He's like unbuttoning her shirt, but then he stops it and says he can't. And Why I'm like, am I proud so of him? yes, <laughs> me too. He like actually likes her. He wants to, you know, oh, it's so cute. It is. I'm like, oh, big moment for Sebastian. I know. But of course, she kind of feels rejected in the moment and kind of hurts her feelings. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's like an awkward end to this moment. The next day, Annette leaves without saying goodbye to Sebastian. So he's really upset, tracks her down. There's like this very emotional music playing while he drives to the city to find her. And he gets to like a train station. And as she's coming up an escalator, he's there waiting for her. And she's like, I'm impressed. And he says, well, I'm in love. Followed by a very close-up scene of them doing it. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Then Sebastian hears Catherine doing it with someone. (laughs) Just a lot. (laughs) And it turns out to be Ronald. The cello tutor. The cello tutor. Cecile's crush. So just another reason that Catherine's the worst. (laughs) She assumes that Sebastian's there for his prize. You know, he has now slept with Annette. So technically, he is supposed to be able to sleep with Catherine now. But he rejects her. And he only wants Annette at this point. This makes Catherine so mad, so jealous, and she threatens to expose him. But Sebastian says he's going to tell Annette the truth anyway. And we see a montage of an emotionally tortured Sebastian, just like gearing himself up for this moment. (laughs) (laughs) This makes me think of those memes of someone like leaning against a rainy window and the caption's like, me when my mom says I can't get the outfit for limited two, or... (laughs) Me in the backseat of my mom's minivan listening to Michelle Branch on my Walkman. Like, you know, like. (laughs) So true. You're just like, let me feel everything right now. Right. I have never been so emotionally tortured as a 16-year-old. Yes. (laughs) So Sebastian goes to Annette, lies to her, saying he has no real feelings for her and that she was just a conquest. She doesn't believe him at first, but he keeps saying it. Basically, I think. He's at this point, like, she's better off without me. I'm not good enough. Like, I used her sort of, you know, sabotaging their relationship. So in real life, Ryan and Reese were actually together when they were filming this. And reportedly, Ryan would get physically ill while filming scenes of in this movie where his bad boy character had to be mean to his real life love, Reese, which is like the cutest stinking thing ever. That's the cutest thing I've ever heard. I did just get chills. <laughs> And I realize they're not together anymore, and that's fine. She's happy. I don't know what he's doing. He's probably happy, too. But, like, oh, so stinking cute. So cute. So sweet. Oh, that's so cute. Right? I can't. He's like, I don't like being mean to you. Yeah. Sebastian goes to Catherine's room, and she seems happy that he's not with Annette anymore, Mm -hmm. obviously, because she's the worst. But she's back to pretending that she's uninterested in him. So now that he's not with Annette, she's like, "Mm, I don't really want him anymore. (laughs) Sebastian then leaves a notebook, which seems like his diary, at Annette's house for her that tells the entire story. It includes the whole thing, like his and Catherine's wager at the beginning, but then also his true feelings about Annette. Mm -hmm. And his letter says that he's a wreck without her and he's so sorry. And it's like this bullet journal with (laughs) cutout pictures. Like it's very, it's a very involved journal, especially for a teenage boy. (laughs) I also love that every handwritten note in this movie is in this like stunning cursive. Do you even remember how to write in cursive? Vaguely, but my print is way better than my cursive. Do they teach it to kids anymore? Like, do kids learn how to write in cursive in school? I'm pretty sure they don't because this is one of those things that, like, a lot of people on the internet get upset about. (laughs) That they don't teach it anymore? 
Yeah, like it's a lost art and like they can't, like people, (laughs) people claim that kids won't be able to read our like (laughs) important documents like the Declaration of Independence. (laughs) I mean, I'm not going to lie. I I do struggle sometimes to read cursive, but it's mostly because it's like hard to read. Yeah, because it is. Yes, (laughs) exactly. Even like calligraphy, like I think calligraphy is so beautiful, but some styles of calligraphy, I'm like, I have no clue what that says. Oh yeah. It's really tough. Yeah. But I think of it like it's more like an art. Exactly. It totally is. Yeah. Like not as practical for communication. Right. And like, I think I could mostly write in cursive still. I don't think I could do a capital S. I remember that being quite involved and I, I don't. I don't think hmm. I have the muscle memory of that from second grade anymore. Okay, I think I must occasionally write in cursive more. I feel like I could, but it would not be it would not look good. Yeah, yeah. I need like those tracer journals again. You mm. know? Oh yeah, yeah. Totally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway. Oh man. So Catherine lies to Ronald, saying that Sebastian hit her. So Ronald goes to get in a fight with him, like defending Catherine. Annette sees this, tries to break up the fight. But she gets kind of thrown into the street. So Sebastian saves her from getting hit by a car. But he himself gets hit and goes flying. (gasps) He's like laying on the pavement and he and Annette tearfully tell each other that they love each other. And I just think like, oh, an ambulance is going to come. But he freaking dies. He dies. Are you kidding me? Ah, I was shocked. Also, he had like literally one scratch on him. He looked totally fine. Internal bleeding is a silent killer. I guess so. But like, he was talking like just fine. Like he told her he loved her. It wasn't like, it didn't seem like a dying last breath. It really didn't. But even right now, I'm having like a physical reaction to it because it was very unexpected. It was so unexpected. You do, you totally expect the next scene to be like in the hospital with his leg in a cast or something. You know? Yes, like it's just a wake up call. No, he's dead. He dies. What? This is a Ugh. teen movie. <laughs> Well, have you seen A Walk to Remember, Allie? Oh my goodness. I I, I blocked that from my memory because it destroyed me. <laughs> <laughs> I was so in love with Shane West. Oh my gosh. Uh, I literally have not seen that movie since the first time I watched it when I was a kid because I was like, I, I can't put myself through that again. Maybe we should watch it when you're here next week. <gasps> okay. Okay. I'll do it. I'll sob with you. <laughs> so then we see Sebastian's funeral. Catherine Ugh. doing coke in the bathroom. Of course. Classic, Catherine. What else? Annette goes in there, too. The two of them have a very steely exchange. Catherine's the student body president, by the way, which I'm like, really? And she gives a eulogy at the funeral. And during her speech, people just start leaving, like, in the middle of it. It's kind of unknown if this is, like, his actual funeral or if this is, like... Oh, like a memorial A memorial that their school is having. Okay, fair. That's true. I am, like, totally dumb and hoping that he's actually alive and he's outside somewhere and there's, like, this big plan hatched, but that's just, like, not true at all. (laughs) He's just going to come strolling through the doors. Yeah, yeah, and this is, like, some elaborate thing he did to get back at Catherine, but alas, he is still dead. And really what's happening is outside, Cecile is handing out bound copies of Sebastian's journal titled Cruel Intentions, the Journal of Sebastian Belmont, (gasps) which obviously tells the whole story, paints his stepsister Catherine in a very negative manipulative light, obviously. And basically, it's like him having the last word on his sister. Like after everybody sees this, her reputation is going to be shot. I just want to mash this up with the burn book scene from Mean Girls because that is the energy you get from the scene. Totally. Yes, we got to do it side by side. Yes. You're right. That so is the energy. 
And somehow Annette ended up with his super expensive vintage car. We see her driving. She puts on his sunglasses, flashes back to her times with them. His journal is on the passenger seat. So seems like she's the one who maybe published it and also means that she kind of like let go of her reputation in the process as well. Like this is out in the public now. She just seems free. Mm-hmm. And that's how the movie ends. The end. Ugh. Honestly. It is classic teen movie plot. So it got a 54% critic score and an 81% audience score. So I don't know. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like critics maybe didn't like it because it's, I don't know, a teen movie. <laughs> right, right. The movie is like fairly predictable. You don't always know like how they're going to get there, but you can pretty much guess like he is going to fall in love with Annette and then like there's going to be a falling out and then they're going to get back to, you know, like you can guess all of that. But like when he dies, that part was so unexpected. So unexpected. But it's like a solid teen movie. I wonder what I would have thought if I watched it when I was actually a teen. Like if oh, it would have been one of my favorites, it. you know? I would have loved it. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure I would have. Yeah. It's very like if Gossip Girls was somehow potentially more scandalous. <laughs> That's awesome. So actually the original Cruel Intentions was based on a novel, which has a French name. And I'm not even going to try to pronounce it. Sure. But it was published in 1782, and it's about the depraved behavior of elites using seduction to control and manipulate other people. 1782? Yes. So (laughs) this behavior has been going on for too long. (laughs) Whoa. And they also made a Cruel Intentions 2 in 2000, so like a year after this came out, which was supposed to serve as a prequel. And A Cruel Intentions 3, which came out in 2004, which was still about an NYC prep school, but it wasn't the same story. But they've just like, this is a story that has just kind of been continuously remade over Mm -hmm. the years. I think there were rumors that they were going to remake this again within the last few years and it fell through for some reason. But yeah, I heard they were going to like make a TV show. Like it seems like there's been, there's like a lot of interest in trying to revive this. Yes, yes. I felt like the cast is so good in this movie. Oh, it's like, so good. Like, all of the main characters are so good. Sarah Michelle Gellar is an outstanding villain. Oh, yeah. You just want to hate her. Yeah, totally. And interestingly, Selma Blair plays Cecile, who's like the unassuming innocent one, whereas, you know, in Legally Blonde, she's the villain. Right. So I thought that was kind of cool to see her in like that different role from another movie that I know her so well in. Yeah. I personally really enjoy the cynicism in this movie. Like, there are moments of genuine romance, obviously, but there's also some comedy. And then, obviously, a lot Mm -hmm. of it is really dark. Yeah. And I am not, nor have I ever been, a rich teenager on the Upper East Side, but (laughs) this does feel like it could actually happen. Yeah, yeah. In some ways. Totally. I also love Ryan and Reese in this movie together. We'll get more into that, I think, when we talk about their acting, but love to see them together. Yes, and I went deep trying to figure out the timeline of their relationship with this movie. So it is rumored that Reese and Ryan met during this movie, but they actually met when Ryan crashed Reese's 21st birthday party weeks before Ryan got the Cruel Intentions script. And it Mm. looks like they started dating like pretty much immediately after they met. At her birthday party, she told him she thought he was her birthday present. Oh. Oh, forward, Reese. Okay. Oh. I mean, I can see why. Did you see them together in this movie? I know. (laughs) The chemistry is there. Yeah. (laughs) So they started dating before this movie started filming, and they got married three months after the movie was released. He looks so young here, too, I will say. Yes, he does, but he was, like, not young. Right, (laughs) but she was in her young 20s. Yeah, and he was, too. I mean, he was 25. Right, right. But, like, whirlwind romance, it's so cute. Yes. Anything you didn't like about it? 
Okay, so a couple of things. The awkward step-sibling sexual tension, I'm not here for it. (laughs) I get that it added to the plot, but I was so uncomfortable. I wish they would have just, like, given me one little thing to say they just became step-siblings so I wasn't constantly wondering. (laughs) Like, we see them meet for the first time. Right. Yes. (laughs) And the other thing is, the dialogue was cheesy some of the times. Like, I a few times found myself thinking, this seems like it could have been a Disney Channel original movie, like, besides the sexual parts, like, the way the dialogue was. Yeah. But it didn't take away from it enough. Like, it's not trying to be something it's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about you? I agree with the step-sibling sexual tension. It is layered on thick and comes out of the gate pretty much immediately. Yeah. I will also say I think some of the jokes and insults really did not age well here. Yeah. I think they were supposed to be, like, cringy in the movie itself, but, you know, over 20 years have passed, so it's... It's, like, even cringier. Right. Totally. But I love the straight-up Gossip Girl vibes. I am so here for that. I love that so true. Yeah, yeah. So if you like Gossip Girl, you will you will like this movie. Yeah. I will say like the one other thing this is like a total sign that I'm getting old is <laughs> one one of my concerns with a film like this. <laughs> I'm like, could this perpetuate the idea that a bad guy will change for a good girl? You know what I mean? Like how yeah. that's like such an overplayed trope, but it actually happens in real life and part of me is like, "No, don't fall into it." <laughs> Yeah, I I hear that, but you know yeah. that does seem like a life lesson that you you gotta learn. You're, you're gonna you gotta learn, learn on your own. You're gonna you anyone can tell you to not do it. Yep, they're not good for you, but you don't care until yeah, it happens, true. and then you look back and you're like, that was terrible. I wish someone had told me, and everyone's like, oh, oh come on, <laughs> it's literally so true. <laughs> and you're like, okay, fine. I just wish I would have listened. <laughs> Yeah, right? Exactly. So this is a sign. If someone's telling you someone's not good for you, this is your sign to listen. Usually they're right. (laughs) Yep. All right. So for Reese's character, Annette, we gave her a 6.75 out of 10. She's just precious. She's so cute. Yeah, so cute. I love her. And I do think, you know, we judge heavily on growth. I do think there's growth, but I think it's subtle here. Mm, Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. Like she's super buttoned up at the beginning, which is totally fine. But she decides to make other choices. And at first, she wants to hide that. But at the end, that last scene with her driving away, like, I think we see her being more unapologetically herself. She's not, like, trying to prove anything to anyone at that point. And I feel like you can tell that she's been taught to be this perfect daughter, perfect Mm. person. She was, like, super conscious of her reputation, which, again, is fine. Yeah. But she wasn't maybe necessarily being true to herself. Right. Like, she made these decisions. Now she's owning them. She's like, yeah, that's what I chose for a reason. And she just seems, like, totally okay with herself. Mm -hmm. I do wish we got a little bit more from her perspective. And I think maybe that's just because we're talking about Reese, so I just want to know more. But, you know, the movie is primarily from Sebastian and Catherine's perspectives. But I would have loved to know some insight into, like, her side of the story of, like, what made her realize that she was falling in love with Sebastian. Like, we got to see that happen for Sebastian and him realize, like, he actually does like her. So I wonder, I just wonder, like, what tipped the scales for her to be like, you know what? I don't really care about this guy's reputation. Like, I actually like him and enjoy being with him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, when was that moment for her? Right, right. Because you're like, I was a little bit surprised when it happened, like, when they kissed and she was really into it only because. I thought maybe there'd be a little bit more buildup, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would have been really fun to see her point of view. I mean, she's definitely a main character, but you're right. Catherine is kind of the leading lady here. So we see things mostly from her point of view. Mm-hmm. 
But yeah, overall, we we liked this character a lot. Yeah, she's very likable. Yeah, very cute. Mm-hmm. So for Reese's acting in this, we gave her a 7.5 out of 10. This feels like such a natural role for her. Like, just seems like very simple, but not in a way that's unimpressive, you know? Mm-hmm. Couple of favorite parts when she sees Sebastian naked in the pool and like covers her face and is like, oh my God, so embarrassing. Like, <laughs> I loved that part. It seemed very genuine. Also, love, I mean, we already mentioned when they're in the car together, the like silly faces, and you know, she's just kind of encouraging Sebastian to lighten up a bit. Mm-hmm. It just seemed really natural and cute. Like, it almost felt like that was just Ryan and Reese together. Yes, like they just put a little camera in their car. Yes, totally. I also think her crying when Sebastian breaks things off with her was so good. Like she's at first saying like, I don't believe you, but she's already starting to cry. And then she's just like crying harder when he still says he doesn't want to be with her. Like, oh, that like gets you in your feels. You're like, am I 15 again? And again, (laughs) you have to wonder like, obviously Ryan didn't like being mean to her, but do you think like Reese also put her in the mindset Mm. of like, what if Ryan was actually saying this to me? How (sighs) Yeah, probably. Like, does it make it easier to get yourself in your feels, you know? Yeah, that's probably true. On that note, like, the chemistry between them is so amazing. Palpable. Yes. Like, no wonder they got together in real life. Oh, yeah. Totally made sense. Yeah. And their relationship, I I would think, helped the actual film's success since they were, like, both an on-screen, off-screen couple. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, that's really interesting. The other thing with this is, like, I feel like in later movies, so at this point, right, this is 1999, Mm -hmm. and we haven't gone super deep into her 90s movies yet, but we have mentioned that we are huge fans of her 90s movies. Election was one of them. And I feel like in her 90s films, she plays this, like, really wide array of characters But in her later movies, she seems like she can be typecast sometimes into this, like, good girl role. Mm -hmm. And I think we find that sometimes the acting comes across as being, like, too easy in that way. It almost feels like autopilot or, like, it doesn't stretch her. But I didn't feel like that in this movie at all. And I don't know if it's because of her chemistry with Ryan that, like amped it up a notch or yeah maybe because this is like one of her earlier good girl roles so yeah it did take more focus or energy I don't know yeah I don't know either but it was super solid it was liked it a lot Mm -hmm. and then for our bonus category of whiskey teacups which we rate as sass we had to give Annette was too sweet we gave her a zero out of two she's just not sassy she's a good girl no there's like not even a single moment of sass That's okay. I guess in hindsight, we could consider her printing his journal and distributing it as a little sassy. That's true. But But they don't like show it. So we don't get to see it happen. Right. We just see her driving away very content. (laughs) Yeah. She got the character points for that, I think. She did. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. So for Would You Watch Again, we gave this a five out of five, which means we both said we would rewatch it. Despite the sibling sexual tension, you'd watch it again? Now that I know, yes, because I will just put it in my head that they just became step-siblings like within the last year. (laughs) Fair. I've just made that up in my head and then I would be okay watching it. I probably will still cringe, but I would still rewatch it. (laughs) Fair, fair, fair. I really liked this. It does have that like classic late 90s, early 1000s movie vibe that is just like a whole aesthetic. So if yeah. you're, you're into that, you'll love it. Seems like quintessential team movie. Totally. So to review for Cruel Intentions, we gave the plot a 7.5 out of 10, Reese's character Annette a 6.75 out of 10, Reese's acting a 7.5 out of 10, a Whiskey Teeth Cup score of 0 out of 2, and a Would You Watch Again score of 5 out of 5. 
for a total score of 26.75 out of 37 points, which means Cruel Intentions is ranked number 19 out of 41. That's pretty good. I think so too. Yeah. Pretty good. So fun. I think it could have been stronger. It, it only could have been stronger if Annette had played a bigger role and we could have yes. like gotten more from it, that character. Yeah, I think so too. As always, thanks for listening to the Girl Crush Podcast. Let us know your thoughts on today's movie. You can find us on Instagram at girlcrush underscore pod or on TikTok at girlcrushpod. You can also visit our website at girlcrushpodcast.com. Tune in next time when we'll be talking about Reese's first movie, The Man in the Moon. Oh, I'm so excited. <sighs> Me too. <laughs> Bye. Bye.